0: Welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. I am your host, Alfred Tavax, joined today by three different people. Well, one of them is the same person. Um, the other two are uh, a bit new. So first, of course, we've got the uh, podcast co-host, Nate. Yeah, I'm a different person because I missed one week. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I said you're the same person. We are not want one of the same people. <laughs> and then we have two... Uh, well, one of them is returning, kind of. Daniel's been with us before. Say hi, Daniel. Hello, Daniel. There you go. And then we have a new guest on tonight, who is, or today, whenever you're listening to this, who's one of our news writers. Say hello to Andy.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: So this week, I was thinking about kind of just about this year and some things that I wanted to go over, just talk about. Um, Before we get into that, someone was uh, on our Facebook page. Someone brought up a fan topic that I wanted to talk about. Um, This is kind of something we talked about last week the week before when Nate and I went over that huge topic, um, this one was about, uh, a couple of them actually were about returning items such as, like, the fire rod or maybe returning races or masks in, in the Zelda games, like in Majora's Mask. And so I was kind of wondering what you guys' opinions on that were. Like, for example, do you think Breath of the Wild um, should have some old items returning such as fire rods or stuff or more dramatic uh mechanics such as transformation masks or masks in general
2: um what are your guys opinions on that one well we already um we already have seen that the fire rod uh, which was the example you said uh is in the game mm-hmm. uh, although it's breakable so it's not um a permanent item like we've seen before in zelda games but if even if we get these temporary items that are breakable uh, i'd love to see more more Zelda items, if you could find a hookshot or claw shot, uh, even if it's breakable or, or it wears down over time. I'd, I'd love to see that, especially with the physics uh, that Breath of the Wild has. Uh, the mm-hmm. things that you could do with these kind of items would be really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think that we're going to see all like the Zelda staples back, right? Like the claw shot, the, uh, the bombs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the coolest part of, of, a, of a new Zelda game for me is seeing what the items, what the new items are, and what they're going to do in the world around you. So, uh, I, I would lean a little bit more towards. I'd like to see some newer stuff. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get you know, Rock's Cape or anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, let's see what uh, let's see what new items there are and see. Hopefully, they can use them in, in multiple shrines. Uh, a, a little problem before was that you'd get an item and just be specific to a dungeon, not much use after that. So, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where they go with that.
3: How about you, Nate? Uh, I think the only thing I like about returning items is seeing uh, what new ways those items are going to be used. Uh, you know, as we've seen with the Fire Rod, you know, we've seen Fire Rods in the past where you know, it, sh- it spits flames out or it throws a fireball. Um, but it, even in, like, A Link Between Worlds, I think it's split into three fireballs, and even, like, grass on fire, which is all great. Uh, but, like, in Breath of the Wild, the fireball bounces around and has, like, a special spin attack version that throws out a bunch of them. And because of the physics, it bounces everywhere. The wind affects it. Um, so, it's really interesting to me to see how they take what these items have done in the past and do something new with them. Um, and I think we already know that there's a lightning rod in the game. We just haven't seen it be used. Um, so, it, it it's... It's really interesting. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a person that almost... I always like having new items, because then I don't know what to expect with them. Whereas, you get mm-hmm. a fire rod, I, I kind of expect what that thing's going to do. Um, whereas with new items, I don't always know. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of old items I think see come back. Like, I think transformation masks, as an example, is something that could easily come back. Because mm-hmm. there's,
1: like... Mm-hmm. Especially in the context of the way of the open world in this game. I think uh, I think that'd be a really a really clever addition yeah, like
3: I, there's just so many different ways that they could in- incorporate some of those older items um, so yeah I mean I'm out against new items coming back I just want to see what new things are gonna do with them to make it not feel exactly the same as it used to be
1: yeah well and you know the, the thing too back in uh, in Twilight Princess was they they kind of took the hook shot and and almost turned you into spider-man with it too right like by giving you the claw shot so what was old was new again. So even if they put a twist on something like that, that'd be really cool.
2: And I was thinking
0: about this too. It um, kind of in reference to masks, or um, even like the Ocarina of Time, or something like that. It would be cool to see a callback to that. The the main focus of those items um, was the core of the game. Like they were made, and the game was kind of made around them. Um, and so I don't know how. It would be or how it would look or how it would feel to see them in a lesser role kind of in just like a oh yeah well there's there's the ocarina now you just use it once or twice um i mean the the reason why those were so popular the reason why those made an impact was because the game was was specifically tailored around them like majora's mask was all like the masks were everything in that game. oh the dwarven Um, centurion guys everything in ocarina of time um this is the wind waker uh, Twilight Princess mechanics. They're all built around a specific mechanic. Um, and so bigger items like that, that have more of an impact on gameplay, I don't know if we're gonna see in Breath of the Wild. That would be cool. Um, but I just don't know if Nintendo would throw in, you know, transformation masks. Um, whereas, like, fire rods, ice rods, lightning rods, stuff like that, that's more of a weapon, um, as opposed to, like, a completely new game plant mechanic. Uh, but that's just kind of my where I fall in. Like, no, I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see them uh, back in it, but realistically, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking for that. Any comments? And, on as
1: long as it can, as long as it can serve a uh, a greater purpose other than maybe a, a one and done shrine, then I'm all for having those items in. But if it's gonna if it's going to be one of those things that's just in there for the sake of being it in there, then yeah, I think that we can move on to something new. is is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm.
0: So I just wanted to have a little talk about Zelda at the beginning of this because this is Zelda Informer podcast. Um, and while there has been some news trickling out, uh, it's not a lot of significant stuff unless Nate wants to call me out on that new enemy. Um, what? New enemy in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, there's a new enemy in Breath of the Wild. That it looks, looks like one of the. That thing cool looks badass. Day. Smaller guardians too.
3: Yeah, it looks like one of those mini guardians from the shrines, but like a more badass version. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's just because I've been playing Skyrim, but it reminded me of that little that little dwarven sphere that attacks you in Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, that guy.
0: Yeah, I saw that. It looks pretty cool. I haven't. I didn't get to read the article yet, though. Well, there What's isn't that? really anything to read about it. It's just a screenshot. Just a picture. Yeah. Yeah. So. Kind of transitioning then to the Switch That's probably what a lot of this is going to be on, is just Nintendo General and the Switch. Um, This is kind of a topic that we kind of talked about. We talked about the Virtual Console a while back. um, But reports have been coming out that the Switch, Nintendo Switch, is going to have a... There were quotes around this, so quote-unquote, Disappointing Virtual Console at launch. Um, And... I kind of wanted to know what your guys' thoughts on that were. Like, do you think Nintendo needs to have a strong virtual console at launch, or what's the deal with that? No.
3: Um, it's okay. I don't have a lot to say on this, except that Nintendo's never had a strong virtual console at launch, so it, it's kind of one of those that I don't think anyone buys these systems for the virtual console. I think it's just a bonus. Um, so I, I think it's one of those that if this was the continuing of architecture, like Nintendo was keeping the same like kind of hardware uh, going forward and just beefing mm-hmm. it up, um, I would expect a strong Virtual Console launch because it should just carry over the entire Virtual Console from Wii U. Uh, but since they're basically hitting the reset button, hopefully for the last time, um, I definitely don't expect them to have a strong launch, nor do I think it's that important. I think Switch 2 or whatever the next thing is after the Switch, that will be important to carry over whatever the Switch has for a VC, but right now um, I I honestly don't see that as being a make or break Um, as long as this is kind of the caveat that Wii U did allow, you're able to maybe sort of like attach the games that you have on your Wii U to an account, so when those games do release on the Switch, you can just download them, you don't have to repurchase them
2: Mm mhm
1: Nailed it but
3: again, they didn't even do that on the Wii U like on the Wii U when they released them for the Wii U you had to even if you had the game mm-hmm. on the Wii you still had to pay a small fee um, so yeah I don't know I, at launch I don't think it's that important but I think it is important how they treat their Wii U customers when it comes to the, the virtual console
1: uh, well I mean here's my thing is define disappointing. Right, like disappointing to me is going to be launching with all of the same like like three Super Mario Bros. titles, the same Zelda, the same Metroid that they launched with before. Um, It's going to be launching with all the games that were just on the NES Classic. It's going to be it's it's going to be basically carrying forward and rebuying all the games that I bought on my Wii Virtual Console and then my Wii U Virtual Console. Right, so. to me, to me, a non-disappointing launch is, uh, hey, here's Super Mario Sunshine, or or something like that, right? it's Something a little bit new. So, uh, if it's just the same game, rebuying it again and again and again, uh, yeah, it's disappointing. But I like, I don't think that's a a make or break uh, thing for me, and I'm sure it's not
2: for a lot of people either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they've they've mentioned before, or at least I think there's rumors flying about that there is supposed to be GameCube Virtual Console coming to the Switch, but. Uh... Yeah, I think I'm on the same page. I think that uh, people are going to buy the Switch for Switch games, or and for the Switch, the the idea of the Switch itself, which is its portability. I don't, I can't picture anyone thinking like, I'm going to go buy a Nintendo Switch so I can download Super Mario Bros. Three, you know. <laughs> um, Great. I I don't, and, and if they can after they buy it, like like Nate said, that's just a bonus, you know. Mm. But I think that the Switch has to have a strong lineup of its own. It can't rely on Virtual Console to sell it. That's not the selling point of the system. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I was thinking, is that the, the Virtual Console lineup doesn't really have to make as much of an impact as the actual starting lineup for the console itself. So it can have a great... Like, it can literally have a completely full Virtual Console lineup, but if it doesn't have good, um, you know, first-day games... Mm-hmm. Then it's it's not going to be a a big hit because you know, like you said we've we've already bought Super Mario Bros. and Super Mario sixty four and um, unless it has like fifteen GameCube games coming out on the Switch straight up for um, like Virtual Console day one then I don't really know what would make I mean let's yeah.
1: let's be honest most of the greatest Nintendo games are already on the Virtual Console as it is right now for the exception of GameCube games mm-hmm. right so. They can have every great game that they've ever had, and that's still going to be. If if I was buying just for that, I wouldn't spend you know x amount of hundred bucks on that just to buy the same virtual console yeah. games. But but I mean but I mean you guys are right. Like I didn't buy a 3ds to play you know Link's Awakening, right? I bought it to play the new stuff coming out. So
0: yeah, and I think that that's the important thing to think about when they're talking about the disappointing virtual console is that it's you know that's like Nate said, it's a secondary thing. It's a bonus. That's not really what pushes consoles like that nintendo doesn't put those up there and go through the time to port them over onto the switch to make millions and millions of dollars they're mostly a secondary thing um i guess you could say they're for fans
3: and and i kind of put it out there that i don't know at at least personally i don't know when the virtual console hasn't been overall disappointing (laughs) um like when they announced this idea with the wii it's cool it's new like Whatever, but then they started trickling games out so slow. Um, well, but they also had WiiWare for that. They did, but it, it was just so slow. And then they did the exact same thing with the Wii U. And if it almost feels like if that's how they do it with the Switch, it's like they're not learning anything from the mistakes of the past.
1: Nintendo can be pretty stubborn that way, to be fair. Yeah, they,
3: they can be, and they shouldn't. Like, if they were able to sit there and put together 30 of the best NES games into an NES Classic with awesome emulation everything like you know pretty quickly why can't they just like package a whole bunch of games and release them at once on the uh switch that have good emulation and all that instead of having to be like yeah we're releasing like 20 games a year and only five of them you care about
1: well now here's a question for you guys too is it uh, is it possible we see a decline of Virtual Console and, and maybe a rise in uh, let's say they put together a, a Super Nintendo Classic or, or a NES Classic Two or something like that? Uh, like what do you guys think of that? Oh, oh, I they don't if they have a
2: Super Nintendo Classic, I'd go nuts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love <laughs> it. And there's I actually a, do that. I
3: saw some news today that kind of supports there might be a Super <clears throat> Nintendo Classic coming. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh, take please. That yes.
3: They filed the they filed a patent for a Super Nintendo controller. Uh, but I
0: don't think so. Nintendo would go out of the way to stop virtual console. No, I don't think they games. view it as the same market. Well, also, like, I getting a, a NES Classic right now is almost impossible. Um, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get one since they came out. I didn't pre-order <laughs> one or anything. Um, but they're... Could you? For, I don't know, they were probably sold out um, when I was trying to pre-order them. But at Walmart right now, the the base price for one is $250 oh yeah and uh that's that's at retail i don't know if i've I've ever seen a retail price go up like that because of demand um and again like we've talked about you know you just said nintendo doesn't hasn't learned from their past um in terms of certain things it's the same thing like that who didn't think that something like this would be popular It was like, no, 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 Like two or three people are going to want one.
3: And I I wrote an editorial about this over at Nintendo Prime, about the classic. And, like, Nintendo, I I don't know. They're either really stupid, which (laughs) it's very easy to see how they're really stupid, or they just, especially in North America, view this as a viable business plan of not producing enough of something to drive demand to ensure it sells out for years to come.
0: To create artificial
3: demand. I just,
1: I just don't get that strategy though. Like, like I wanted one for Christmas, right? And that would have been a perfect thing for, let's say, my girlfriend who doesn't know anything about games, just pick up and, and buy. And, and I feel like a lot of people uh, were in the same boat as me. And now that now that chance is missed because they didn't ship enough. It's just manufacturing demand sure. is great, but eventually you have to follow. Well, there's through also on that,
3: the, right? like, like you know, you could be on that side. Oh, I was gonna buy one for Christmas, couldn't get one. Now I'm not gonna buy one at all. But then there's also the crowd. That are like Jim Sterling, who came out and said, "Look, I didn't even—I wasn't even interested in this thing, but because it's rare, if I see one on a store shelf, I'm going to buy it." Mm-hmm. That, and he would not have bought it if it was in plenty of stock and easy to get. So, like, well, that's worse then,
2: because the people that do want it are going to well, have more of Well, I know, but but that that, that
3: that supports Nintendo's theory of create demand by not having as many yeah. of them. Because here's someone it's, who wasn't going to buy it's one. It's the exact
0: same thing with the amiibo. Yeah, like that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I I hated that. I hate that marketing strategy. But it worked. That's the thing. It worked. Like that. That's that's where I see like Nintendo's
3: never gonna publicly say that's what they're doing because it's a really shitty thing to do. (laughs) But clearly, it it, they keep doing it and it keeps working. So it's like, and it's only in North America. The rest of the world, like Japan, doesn't have this problem. They have too many of the Famicons. It's so easy to get it in their country. The Famicom Classic Edition. Or a Famicom Mini, whatever they call it over there. Like, you know, the sales figures even show. Like, like the NES was more popular in the United States. We have over twice the population of Japan. But Japan has like 500,000 units of this thing. And we only got like 200,000. And they didn't even sell out of all their units. So it's like a, a, a massive priority that thing critical. that they just screwed up. And it's just... Like, if they would have released 500,000 units in the United States, they probably would have sold out anyways.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing that, that confuses me, is that this was pretty much the only thing that they had going for them this holiday season. Um, there's really nothing else that I could think of that they were trying to push. The Wii U's pretty much being taken yeah. off shelves. I think
3: the only thing
1: um, that could justify... They have Pokemon Sun and Moon, to be fair. Yeah, I mean. but that's, that's agree, one yeah. game
0: for one console. Like, yeah. this is a separate console, $60, 30 games. Like, this is a, a, a big thing that you'd think that... Everyone would want and everyone does want, but they my only hope.
3: My only hope in the United States is is that the reason the stock is so limited is because when the Switch comes out, you'll be able to, for like 30 bucks, get all 30 of those games day one. There,
0: Eh, I hope so. Because, 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 because if you
3: get top tier emulation, just like the NES Classic, you also get the the dock to play it on your TV and take it with you, and it's cheaper because you don't have to buy a separate system because you already have the Switch. But, but, again, you know, the people who bought the NES Classic then might feel like idiots, because um, they paid $60 to get those 30 yeah. games. Uh, but, you know, I'm just trying to think of, like, how in the world they can make this okay again. Because they never really apologized for the Amiibo thing. They're like, yeah, we'll restock eventually. And they did. Yeah. I mean, they did. It took... Kind like,
0: of.
1: It took... I, I saw a S the other day, and I almost fainted. I had to order mine from well, Japan. the thing.
3: Like, like an Amiibo... It, that's even one of those things. Like, Amiibo are not region locked. So you can can get them from Japan if you want to pay a little extra. um, Or a lot extra, depending on what retailer you get it from. Um, So, you know, Amiibo, I almost was forgiving, because it was still possible to get those rare Amiibo. You just had to import. Yeah. Um, NES Classic, you can't, because yes, you could buy the Japanese one, you could buy the European one, but they all have different (laughs) games.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, and languages. and languages, Japanese. yeah.
3: I mean, the European one, had, you know, you'd be fine with that one. But still, it's just yeah. like, I don't know. It, it, it's a business strategy. I think they do on purpose, but can't ever admit to. So they're always just going to say we underestimated demand. And the only time I really believe they underestimated demand was with the Wii. And I, I think yeah. because the Wii was like a happy accident, by you know, because they have been losing <laughs> popularity, there was like no hype for the thing going into the launch, and it blew up. So, like, I get it. Like, it's easy to see why they underestimated demand. They had no reason to believe that was a 100 million unit seller. Um, but it was. And so you could forgive them for doing that once. But I think what happened is Nintendo saw the demand for that just stay really, really high for two years because it was so hard to get. That they're like, hey, why don't we just do this with everything in the United States? <laughs>
1: I, I just think they really missed the boat. Like they had, I mean, a lot of a lot of people that were going to buy the NES Classic were probably older. Some of them might have kids. There's a chance first. for new yeah, fans. you were only for a lot yeah. of people. That's it was that's only going to be now, people right? who
3: played like, NES games that wanted the NES Classic.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. <clears throat> I just think that that was like overall, it was a poor. I mean, you can look at it from two ways. You can look at it from as as yeah, it was good that they created artificial demand, more people want them now. But at the same time, well, at like, a consumer level, it's shitty. There, there's yeah, no way yeah. I look
3: at it as that's good for me. That's good. Like no. Well, I, how many you of us here? Business level though. Do any of us own one? No. Actually, I, I do. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I don't. My wife. My only hope right in the now morning. is I submitted an email to Nintendo asking for a review oh. copy, and they and they told me that they don't even know, have enough stock to hand out all the review copies. Of, of oh, like, I like it, I don't know what Nintendo is doing. It it's really weird, um, and maybe it's just because they had caught in a bad. I mean. I, I could believe that may, you know, maybe they're stupid and that they're caught in this situation where they're trying to make NES Classics and at the same time they're trying to develop Switch units and they just do not have enough factories to do it. I I, I just, I don't know. They had to have known about this NES Classic thing so long ago to make enough units. And, yeah. like, the reason that Japan has so much production compared to the United States where it's selling better, uh, I, I, I don't... I, I just don't know what Nintendo's doing with this thing. It doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I mean, that's pretty much, you know, we, we never really know what Nintendo's doing. Like, what their thoughts that's are. That's why I said, it's got to
3: be on purpose, because they've seen it work, so they think it's going to work <laughs> again. And it probably will. I can't that they wouldn't know how popular it is. Here we are, is. entering January, and you still can't get the thing. Yeah. Because it's selling out. every like Literally, three units of lot arrived at my local Walmart uh, yesterday. I was there at midnight, and I was like eight, eighth in line to get it.
0: Yeah. GameStop here had like three full restocks at the three, one, three different GameStops and they sold out almost instantly. So it's working. It's, and that's yeah. what sucks about
3: it is, I know if this is the, if they're doing it on purpose, it is working already. And that sucks because it's going to make Nintendo want to do it again in the future.
1: So well, I mean, the really crappy thing is, is you guys are in the states. Uh, if if I'm correct, yes. and I'm in Canada, so we yes. even get your leftovers. Yes. So it's even harder. <laughs> yeah, to happen, yeah. So. I'm Canadian
3: it's too, rough. Andy. Yeah, and it's, it's so basically, um, if you ever want something Nintendo at launch, better be lucky enough to get a pre-order in, or you're screwed. Yeah. Like they kept saying, oh, you know, uh, there's been a lot of talk lately about, oh, who cares about pre-orders? It doesn't matter. Things are plentiful. Not if you're a Nintendo fan. <laughs> um mm, you better true. get well that makes me nervous like, too because you'll you, I tried you pre-order the switch yeah you want to you the want to switch can. you better get that pre-order as soon as it opens um they don't yep. have they don't have them open locally here yet but i'm assuming that 12th or 12th. 13th yeah
1: yeah probably after so like i'm review. literally
3: i'm gonna have an online and an in-store pre-order just in case one gets canceled <laughs> 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 then i might just hand off my one of them that's yeah. the way to do it just because of that best buy fiasco with majora's mask oh my god if you get both, you have to mail me one. <laughs> uh, no, no, no! I'm gonna hand one off because I can't afford to buy both.
1: You know, shout out to Best uh, Buy though—they had a wicked Boxing Day sale. Nice. Bought nice. a couple
0: games. It's always good. So speaking of sales, thank you for that wonderful transition there. <laughs> um, Segway. So Nintendo put up a winter sale uh, over between before Christmas, and it's still kind of continuing. Um, but it's quite possibly one of the worst sales I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I didn't even bother to look s- at it. There's not a single first party game on that list. It's like the most recognizable one yeah. was a Monster Hunter game.
3: What is the. what, Let me see this. Winter Nintendo sale?
0: Yeah. yeah it, it was like a bunch of Lego games or see. something like that, wasn't it? It, it was a bunch in of other games, but now they've just put it as a Capcom sale. Okay, yeah, I see um, that now.
3: Yeah, the Capcom Winter sale.
0: But originally it was uh, a bunch of other games. Like, it had a Skylanders game for Wii U. Well, it's possible...
3: Um, Okay, so they just did a sale period during, like, the early part of December and end of November for Nintendo games. So maybe this was supposed to be a third-party game sale.
0: Maybe. But at the same time, it was a little confusing to not see, for their winter sale, to not see a big Nintendo headline. Like, even Paper Mario Color Splash. Like, that would have been fine to see as a sale. Because, yeah, like, I'm looking um, at it now.
3: I mean, obviously, they relabeled it as they should have at the beginning. Yeah. Um,
0: like, there's, the, like there's had... a lot
3: of good games on here. They're just no Nintendo yeah. games.
0: Well, it had other games on there. Like, I remember the they had a list of, like, I guess the most popular. They always do this. Most popular all the way down. And so, it had, like, Skylander Supercharged from $59 to $25. Um, and then it went down Monster Hunter and a bunch of other games. Oh, like a lot of indies were on sale. Resident Evil um,
3: Revelations, 5 bucks. Nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're not. it's not a bad sale um, if you really want some of these Capcom games. But the problem that I was thinking about is that there really wasn't any Nintendo.
3: Yeah, the, yeah, this, yeah, the initial marketing was not good.
2: <clears throat> but the most yeah, important did... thing on here is that Solitaire <laughs> dropped a dollar in price. <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy.
1: Christmas is saved. Called... Whoo.
2: So, kind of thinking
0: about that, what do you guys think about Nintendo's strategy on on sales? Um, because they they don't usually have a lot of good ones. Um, I think.
1: Well, see, it, it can be very hit or miss. Yeah, nice. like I got in this debate you know, with some like...
3: people on Neogaf because someone posted up, "Why doesn't Nintendo have sales like the PlayStation Network does?" And then someone literally gathered up all of Nintendo's sales that they've done for like the past two years on Wii U and 3DS, and actually they've outdone the PlayStation Network with sales, uh, in terms of like even major games getting discounted. The thing is, is that, um, their best games don't get discounted, and I don't think they ever are going to get discounted because that's not what Nintendo does. Mm. Um,
0: Which kind of confuses me.
3: Like Color Splash is already discounted at some retailers. Um, well, it's not just, well, yeah, they're, they're you know, too much, usually it's the, I know you don't like the game, but it's actually, re- no, I do. I like, yeah, it's, it's reviewed well, but the physical copies aren't selling well. So, you know, they reduce the price. That's just what, well, it's just not to. a popular game. Yeah.
0: When, if it doesn't sell well, they're going to reduce the but, price.
3: Um, I actually think they've done, uh, uh, having been through that debate and actually looking back at their sales, I don't think it's that bad. Um, I don't like what Steam does with sales, which I know so many people love how Steam does sales. I hate it. I think it's <laughs> dumb. I think you end up buying, you end up wasting money on games you're never going to play. Um, and
1: yep, I'm proof That's of that. why Let's be careful.
3: I like Nintendo sales because, you know, I see things like I don't own Resident Evil Revelations, but now for five bucks, that's worth it to me to go grab that game now that I would have never played otherwise. Um, DuckTales, you know, Remastered. Here's, a, you know, here's the box. thing
1: about Nintendo. They they make a premium game and charge a premium price for it, and I appreciate that because when you buy the game, you buy the game, right? You don't you know that you're not cool. going to get DLC that, that is released yeah. <clears> a la- <well, throat> week later or whatever, yeah. right? So I could appreciate them not not discounting their titles like that. Um, so it, it, they just uh, they never seem to maybe put the games on sale that maybe need a push. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of Xenoblade, and once that came out, it seemed to have been forgotten, right? That's a, that's exactly the kind of game that you know, the average person who doesn't know what that is isn't probably going to pay seventy bucks for it. But if it's on sale for for 30, 40 bucks, they might yeah. Get a shop, and and right? I see so,
3: like, I see what Nintendo wants to do in avoiding like Steam's mentality because so many Steam consumers now would be like, why would you ever buy a game at full price? They're going to flash sale it next month. Exactly. Um, and Nintendo not doing those means you can feel confident as a consumer in buying a game day one because you know you're not going to feel ripped off that it's going to be twenty bucks cheaper next month.
0: Well, there is a um, difference between Steam and, and, and there is um, Nintendo because I, I don't I rarely buy the digital copies of Nintendo games because well uh, that's a whole nother. Well yeah, but because of the hard drive space and all that, but Nintendo can go like the, the sales they don't really control the sales in store sure um that's that's not really their control no yeah yeah, or, or even it's... on amazon amazon always yeah.
3: discounts games but that's
0: that's not nintendo's yeah. they, they don't have any they don't really have any say in that no. um but when it comes to their their console or their not the virtual console <laughs> but their their wii u shop um like i'm su- i'm at least surprised that they didn't have like poking tournament discounted for people to to go play and people to download and use um yeah great example like like I'm not expecting them to just right off the bat discount Pokemon Sun and Moon, like I, I Nintendo has never been one to just discount sure. a game like that. And you know, typically whenever you see a game that's just come out on Steam that's getting discounted, it's like okay, Civ Civ Six is discounted and it went from sixty dollars to fifty five dollars. Not really a discount, you save five bucks. Um, but looking at games that are still kind of getting like Pokemon Tournament still getting support um it's not as publicized yeah. anymore but it's still getting support yep. you'd think that they'd want to discount that and be like yeah. hey guys this I, is a fun fighting game yeah i, you can I, play I think Pokemon. what nintendo
3: has lost out on with some of those games like Pokémon tournament um and i'm gonna i'm gonna nail this specifically to games that have online play uh is that they are missing out on a secondary market of people who are never gonna buy your game but would jump in for half off yeah and it's a market I think that Steam actually does very very well. Like you know you have Civ Six, which yeah it only came out recently, but in January there's going to be a flash sale that's half off. It's going to happen, and people who were not going to buy Civ might be tempted to buy it now. And what's important for games like that, like Civ or like Poker Tournament, is the online functionality. You beef up that online aspect of having more players, which in turn can lead to higher sales day one on Poker Tournament too. Um, and I think it's a market Nintendo could hit better, um, especially on games that just aren't selling that well. Uh, even if it's a digital yeah. only sale, now, the only thing I'll say in defense of their digital at this point, outside of the fact that, apparently, apparently after doing the research, Nintendo actually has pretty good digital sales compared to their competition in the console market. It's that they don't, um, because ho- Nintendo Digital's in a really bad spot right now. Everything's <laughs> system tied. So I almost don't even care about digital sales because I don't want to buy a game I can't guarantee I can take it with me on the next system. Uh, rumor has it that the Switch is going to make everything account-based, which is what it should have been this whole time.
1: I, I mean, rumor also had it that's what the Wii U is going to do. To well, it was no, well, the, like...
3: the rumor with Nintendo. Oh, sorry. The Wii U rumor was that they were going to get rid of friend codes and people thought that meant account-based. And it didn't. It still meant system-based, just you don't have the friend code. I don't think
0: Nintendo's ever gonna get rid of friend codes, like no,
1: uh, you you have friend codes are fine. It's just like like,
3: I don't mind if friend codes exist as like, like if you have people with multiple like similar usernames, like a friend code can really help you know sort that out. But as long as they're the like the big thing with friend codes is you just want to connect with your friends. So like now you can look them up either Wii U username right or whatever the Nintendo Network ID username. So, like, you can look them up by username, but if someone has, like, a same username or similar, it is nice having the code because then you can, like, look up them specifically. Uh, yeah. But I don't have a problem, like, with that being a backbone thing, and I think that's going to continue to be, like, their backbone. Like, they're never going to dump it. I, I just think I they mean, need to ma- as soon as they make everything account-based, that's when I think we need to start really discussing strong digital sales because I think <laughs> a lot of people that would be interested in these big digital sales don't care right now. Because all that means is they do one stupid thing with their credit card, they get their 3ds blocked. They just lost all their games.
1: Mm-hmm. I I just don't want to buy Super Mario World again. You yeah, know, you, yeah, you know. yeah. And
3: th- and there's that too, which it, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where I think until they solve the issue of console based versus account based, I, I don't really don't care about their digital sales right now.
0: I think before that, Nintendo just needs to make sure that they have a strong online. Um, yes, that's what they were. They were supposed to have that with the Wii U. I think there were rumors about it a while back. That they were working with EA or something on their online. It was supposed it, it, to be better. Supposed to be comparable to Xbox and, and yeah, the, uh, the only thing,
3: the only thing, the only reason I think the Switch might be different is because the entire hardware is being built by Nvidia.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like but, that's that's one thing yeah. that they need to have before they focus on anything else is to make sure that the the online's good. It it's, it doesn't run with the really weird gateways and it's not blocked by a lot of Wi-Fi signals and it doesn't use specific ones that nothing else uses. <laughs> it it needs to be a a console that doesn't strive to be different in the aspect of online. It needs to be a console that strives. To be workable well, online it could be free still use, but... that'd be nice <laughs> yeah I, I want it to be free i don't want it to, i don't think nintendo's gonna make you pay for online like that's something that i don't think i don't think i can see them doing um but i don't think they need to strive to be different being like oh well you know we need to have um like friend codes for every game again because that obviously worked um people love just, that just yeah um, even with Super Mario Run, I, I can't believe they brought back friend codes for Super Mario Run. That I can't believe they took they took away online functionality. In uh
3: mm. in uh, what is it, Mario Maker for 3DS? Like Yeah. You just kill you just rough.
1: killed That was a that was a like, case of get like, this over. Like you Christmas just destroyed
3: sure. like eighty percent of this game. Yeah. Like, oh
2: mm-hmm. for some people I maybe think- it's
3: still worth it. Like, yeah, it is cool to have the addition of exchanging like stages in person. But that should be in addition to online functionality. It's just, Nintendo does some weird things.
0: I don't think they know what to do with online yet. I still don't think that they're 100% sure. Well,
3: a lot of their franchises are single player experiences. Yeah. So, like, they, they personally, outside of a couple games, don't have to worry about online. So, I think that's why you see them so far behind. Like, what's Microsoft's flagship franchise? An online multiplayer shooter.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys have ever played Smash Online, you'll know that it's it's awkward. There's one match; it takes forever to load. It's they definitely don't have the practice with it. Uh, and I mean, the other thing too, this is probably gonna be like a duh thing to say, but like to, to make online work, like they gotta they gotta put more emphasis into making games where where online is, is a is a pillar of the yeah. game, right? Like Splatoon, yeah. perfect example, and they. You know, you can't talk to your friends. You can't set up a chat room for your friends. It's it's it was a disaster in terms of. I mean, the game is awesome, but that like, courting with your buddies yeah. to play it was just
2: a nightmare. Well, when it launched too, there was no. Uh, you couldn't have matches with your friends at all. Yeah, that was something yeah. they added later. Yeah. But I will say that the Wii U's online functionality is miles better than the Wii's. Oh, have you ever yeah. tried back in the day to play yeah. brawl online? I don't know. Yeah, that was rough. I, I tried. I just I. Where you uh, you didn't like two. Spot. You did like two frames. I thought I was watching a slideshow yeah. instead I, of a play. Like... What was what was that We Connect twenty four thing that they uh, had? That, no. uh, <laughs> so Miles better. Like I think they're stepping in the right direction. There's room I think, for improvement, but... I, I think they
3: need to fully hand over online functionality to a company who knows what they're doing.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and
3: um, then, uh, again, I think I I think maybe this is why I'm cautiously optimistic about online with the Switch next year because no one in the world thought they were going to ever hand over hardware to a western company and they did yeah they gave Nvidia the reins and said look you've made something similar to our idea make this thing for us <laughs> and not only are they making it they're handling all the dev tools for it which means things are going to be easy to port from like PC to this thing and that's great so i'm hoping that they that Nvidia also said well hey look we have online functionality you know, with our with our old Tegra tech and all this stuff, like, do you want us to do something with that? And I hope Nintendo's like, yeah, you just do it because we suck.
1: <laughs> and you know what? Don't stop there. Hand over your IPs to developers that are experienced <laughs> in online play. Right? They're like, never going to do they're, that. They're not going to do that. But you know what? They they should. It's worked well for them in the past. Capcom made the Minish Games, the Oracle Games. Yeah, like but Rossum, none of those were. Sega made F-Zero. Yeah, but those
2: weren't online. Yeah, I'm also, living in a pipe dream here, yeah, but those if we could mainline... have that quality that uh, retro brought only with an online IP then uh, yeah. that would be See I I'd, yeah. I'd like to see them
3: because a lot of the companies like Capcom back then like that was Capcom in their heyday. They were yeah. they were almost as good as Nintendo in terms of producing quality games back then. Nowadays it's well nowadays is what they make. They still make good Monster Hunter games. And what maybe eight maybe I mean maybe, nowadays
1: Resident Evil and Mega Man are are shells. Yeah, I mean TV. Ace
3: Attorney's still good, but for the most part they don't really make a lot of high quality games anymore that are really good. Um, so like you start thinking, what companies would you even trust to touch Nintendo's IP?
0: Konami. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, Yacht Club. Konami's down. You got down the crapper. You know, <laughs> Yak Club, you know, Club. Give him a 2D Sure, Metroid, sure, sure. Yak Club. But again, you know, if Nintendo's going to make a partnership, it's going to be with a like a high AAA publisher company they think they can trust. Um, Well, and we, like we talked about earlier Platinum Games is probably the closest we might see. They they might trust them with an IP.
0: I kind of view it as the same thing, like when we talk about fan games, um, is that Nintendo is so protective of their IP and their property that um, they'd want to either have the most hands-on approach or they'd be like a helicopter parent watching every mm-hmm. single
1: move that those developers well, made. Well, that's
3: what they did with Hyrule Warriors.
1: I know. Uh, and that's they'd... tough, and that's why we only get a Nintendo game once every three months, too.
3: Oh, yeah! Like it, It's crazy. We only get a Nintendo game once every three months. That's more often than every
0: other company out there, but... <laughs> well, that's, that's why, like, I can't see them... Unless they, like, let off the reins a little on those other developers that they gave properties to... And I think you can kind of look at it too. Metroid Other M didn't sell as well or didn't do as well critically. I think Nintendo Um, needs to do
3: something they've already kind of sort of done. Like they they bought out Retro Studios. Um, So now that's a Western developer company that they own that makes games. You know, yeah, it's like one every four years or whatever. Whatever. They make games. You know, next level games, they don't own them, but they've made them so happy, all they want to do is make Nintendo games so they're like in canada and they just make 3ds games all the time or now they're probably working on a switch game but you know it, it, i think nintendo needs to do more stuff like that where in the past they've only been willing to work at western studios or i'm sorry eastern so like japan and stuff and a yeah. lot of those studios besides square enix have basically gone to crap you know <laughs> platinum games has kind of risen up but you know platinum it seems to be unwilling to want to be like an exclusive nintendo partner they want to still make games for everything um which is fine that that's what they want to do that's what they've survived on uh but i think Nintendo needs to do more what they've done with like retro studios or with next level games like find these kind of smaller western studios that have the ability to make like b tier games and just heavily invest in them to the point that they become basically exclusive makers and then you kind of start mixing things up you still have your nintendo ead you can still you know team up with platinum now and then or was it grezzo um but then you'd also still have more, more games coming out more often because you'd have more Western studios making games for you. Like right now, I think they only have two Western studios that make games for them.
1: Quick trivia question. Who, do you guys remember, who was the developer that made Eternal Darkness? Silicon, Silicon Knights. Knights, is yeah, that right? They're yeah. Business.
0: yeah. Well, they, they renewed the trademark for that recently, didn't they? Oh, for the franchise, for, yeah. Which yeah. to me, probably, I know a lot
3: of people try to look into that <laughs> stuff. I think I've realized now that these renewed trademarks on, on these names, it just means they're bringing it to virtual console someday,
2: mm-hmm. so they
3: can resell it. Yeah. Uh, um. Because
0: or, or remake it, do an HD remake. Like I would have liked to see them. Yeah, like, cool.
3: there's a perfect game out there. Uh, the the Dennis Dyack guy who was part of the that that team that made that game that some people hate because of some shady stuff he did way back when.
0: Um, Fez. What? what? What game are you talking about?
3: Uh, we were, we were just talking about Eternal Darkness.
0: Oh, 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 okay. Yeah,
3: Dennis Dyack was one of the main guys on the yeah, team, but yeah. he did some really crappy stuff back then. Anyways, yeah. he was at one of the main guys heading up a new project that was just like Eternal Darkness. Um, I forget what it was called, Shadow of the Eternals or something.
1: hmm Yeah. Um, and the Kickstarter
3: about. failed, but I view that as kind of like, look at what Nintendo's been doing lately with funding games. And mm-hmm. now they might have picked up that one game that's Switch exclusive, uh, oh, they just unveiled it like a week ago.
1: Oh, uh, Heaven... Yeah, uh, Seasons of Heaven. Seasons of Heaven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah like that. that the, the developer said that Nintendo picked it up. So, like, you, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, Nintendo picked up Seasons of Heaven. They did Devil's Third in the past. They picked up Bayonetta 2. Like, maybe Nintendo's wow. strategy to get these games now or get more games is to find projects like this that aren't being picked up by anybody and saying, hey, why don't you bring that to our platform?
0: Well, that's the hope for like Dark three too, well, and, and and companies like that that, like they have all these these games and these companies that want to make them, but aren't getting a lot of funding for them. Yeah. Um, like that's what happened with like, Seasons
3: of Heaven. They pitched to EA and a couple other people, and they're like, Yeah, eh, it's not good enough. And Nintendo's like, This thing is freaking gorgeous. Yeah. We'll give you some money, make it happen, Switch exclusive.
0: And it's the same thing. Bayonetta two was. A game that a lot of people wanted that nobody would pick up, and Nintendo, surprisingly, Nintendo funded yeah, that an game.
3: An M-rated game. You just didn't see yeah. Nintendo do it. And, and I think Ooh, maybe that's yeah. how Nintendo's going to be like, going forward. Like, I want another Eternal Darkness. Nintendo might never make one in-house, but Shadow of the Eternals is sitting out there, and they could easily be like, "Hey, we'll throw money behind it, bring it, make it Switch exclusive, and we're good to go." Yeah. Um, and Nintendo seems—it's uh, actually kind of refreshing that Nintendo seems to be so willing to do that. And I think maybe that's a way they can develop relationship with these companies and get them to make, you know, Switch exclusive games. Mm-hmm. Um, because they did that with uh, what well, Image and Form. Um, they helped them release the, one of their early games on the 3DS. And ever since then, Image and Form is perfectly happy making, like, tons of 3DS games. Um and now you know now they're making like a Nintendo Switch game or something. But it, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Switch is going to end up having more support than we've seen any other Nintendo console have in a long time. Um. But yeah,
1: that was kind of my my positive for Nintendo uh, this year. Admittedly, not the most positive year for Nintendo, but the one thing that I took away that I liked the most about them was that they were a little bit more. Uh, willing to hand the reins over a little bit in terms of hardware, software, just all that stuff. So I, yeah, I hope yeah, that, that continues. It,
3: uh, 2016 to me uh, felt like the year Nintendo realized um, I mean they, they had to make these decisions before 2016, but it was kind of the year that they realized that they really screwed up this generation. Mm-hmm. So like, we're done making games for Wii U. It's just not going to happen. The thing doesn't sell. It's a waste of money. Uh, we are... We don't have anything to show you at E3 because we haven't unveiled the system yet and we're not ready to unveil it. So we're going to show you Breath of the Wild because everybody wants to see that thing and we almost have this game done and we think it's good enough it's going to drive hype. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did. And, you know, when we when we did the Switch, fun. we're going to allow NVIDIA to release a press release that basically says, yeah, we, we made the Switch. That, that's just the way it is. Um and have that be a recognition of nintendo being like yeah we realize that our business is more western based than eastern and we need to cater to that and we're well, not at the same doing-
0: time they're acting in this sense the, the stuff that we've talked about more like producers instead of directors um aside from breath of the wild and their core ips yeah um that they're they're producing that is a
2: great analogy
0: yeah they're producing the hardware as opposed to like having a I mean, I don't doubt that they have a hand in how it's being oh, built. Oh, sure, they, they, totally, do. they yeah. totally do. Yeah, but like to give the reins to someone else and be like, okay, well, we'll, we'll watch you, we'll, we'll monitor you, but but you pretty much have free rein over the like to create this idea that we have. Yeah, like um, here's our here's our
3: idea, mm-hmm. make it work.
1: Yeah, and make it like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Each one is unique, but in the same and so you
0: know same universe. They they gave them the money to do that, and they did that with all these other games, and they're kind of like, okay, well, there's. You know, we don't have to do everything. I think that that's what Nintendo's really learned um, so far. The past two years is, you know, we don't have to do this all of this on our own. Yeah, Um, and and let other people. That's
3: what I like about the Switch, and it's actually what I like about Nintendo releasing games on smart devices now. Mm -hmm. Is I think Nintendo is starting to realize that their strength is in making content. Mm-hmm. rather than necessarily making hardware. And this doesn't mean I want Nintendo to go in third party. I think uh, if they had gone third party, things like the Switch would just never exist or never get popular, and that would suck. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea of, a, of mm-hmm. a one system that plays everything and you can hook up your TV and take it with you, like, that's not new. Some tablets have been able to do that, but none of them got popular. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't want Nintendo getting out of the hardware business because without them, things like this wouldn't be possible. But... It's one of those things where Nintendo's like, look, our strength isn't hardware, but mm-hmm. we still have ideas. So if we team with people whose strength is hardware, like Nvidia, they could create something together that they both want to really succeed. Get marketing from Nintendo and marketing from them, uh, mm-hmm. and be able to draw upon their connections because Nvidia has lots of connections to different people and different companies, um, and work together on that so nintendo could focus more on making games whether it's for the switch whether it's for the 3ds whether it's for phones um and just focus on that like even miyamoto said like i'm not really making any switch stuff right now my focus is on these games for phones that's a good market for miyamoto Mm -hmm. that's a good use of he likes making games for broader audiences that's a perfect thing for him to make those games on um and I think this is a good strategy for Nintendo to broaden themselves and focus on games. Like I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're making games on phones now, so they're going to make less games for console. I think they're going to make more games for consoles. I don't think the teams are even closely related, like the teams they have working on phones and the teams they have working on the Switch.
1: Um, I think if the 3DS is done within, let's see, a year well, from the Switch launchers, there's the, no the, question yeah. they're going to be the making more games. The only
3: reason that they're not killing off the 3DS like the Wii is, because one, of the 3DS is more popular um mm-hmm. and as pokemon just showed games can still sell on the system and they to. Mm-hmm. they want they basically want a fallback. like they released the switch and it tanks like the wii u did they still could be like well we never replaced the 3ds so we can release the 4ds now um, <laughs> you know they want that fallback plan um and in many ways that's what the ds was with the 3DS, I mean, the 3DS released, and then, like, two weeks later, wasn't it Black and White 2 came out exclusively to the yeah, DS? Yeah, Black and White 2. So it was like, they kind of planned, oh, if the 3DS thing doesn't take off, well, we're still keeping the DS going. Um, to, to any
1: artists that are listening, can you give us some concept art of a 4DS? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: smell
3: o <it>, Yeah, Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo always likes playing it safe. Like, when the DS came out, they it wasn't a Game Boy Advance replacement. It ended up replacing it, but it was like, if this idea fails... We still have the Game Boy Advance.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's what they're doing. The thing like The Wii U already failed. There's no point in trying to sugarcoat it. So just call this thing a home console. Say it's replacing the Wii U. Keep the 3DS going for at least one year. Um, and if the Switch takes off, then the 3DS is done. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think all of us <laughs> want the, the Switch to succeed. Because if it succeeds, it means it's doing something right.
1: Yeah. I, I think if the switch doesn't succeed, like this is it for them making hardware. Yeah. They're gonna be I'm gonna be playing Mario on my Xbox.
0: <laughs> oh boy, uh, I don't know. Well, well, here's one of the, the, the good things.
1: I think I'll be what,
3: playing Mario on your uh, PlayStation mobile. Well, well, I, I think they, one they'll, of the they'll team about, with Sony before they team with Microsoft. I think.
0: Yeah, one of one of the benefits
3: about
1: still, mobile they, too is Sony and Nintendo still owe me a Mario movie. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: No, no, not touching that one again. <laughs> you want a Marvel? You want a Mario movie? February thirteenth, when that, that limited edition comes out. Oh, baby, I'm excited for That's, that. N- I don't think Nintendo's ever going to do that again. <sighs> so.
1: That's why this whole uh, touchy with the IP thing started. Yeah.
3: No, no they're not doing that fun. now. All now they're kids. just building worlds of Mario in the real world for us to go visit at theme parks. Which is yeah. better? I'll art. take
0: that. <laughs> we'll end on mobile. And mobile too. Yep. Yeah. Which which is a good thing. Like that that. That's a good platform for them to work with because those games don't take too long to develop. Yeah, is anyone and
2: playing Super Mario Run still? I am. No, I don't yeah. have an iPhone. No, I have an Android. I'm an Android guy, and so I don't get Mario. Me too. Uh, well, so you'll play it next year. Yeah, or <laughs> in two yeah, years. No, nobody's
1: playing anymore. Well, uh,
2: you'll have the whole
3: Android user base playing. Yeah. So you'll be fine.
1: Um, I did catch a ditto, though, so that's. That was <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, no, me
3: too. I've been, dude, I bought Super Mario Run. It is. It's good. It is. Nintendo did I, it right. Thanks. The marketing yeah. for the marketing <laughs> for it's weird. like if I wasn't a Nintendo fan, like I don't. It's really weird, cause like you play it for like three minutes and it's like yeah, spend ten bucks to play the rest of the game. You're... Um, if I wasn't already a fan of Nintendo, that would have been really off-putting. Like they didn't ease you into that very well. But <laughs> mm-hmm. once
0: you spend the money,
3: the game is definitely worth it. Like it, it's yeah. really addicting.
0: Good, good replay value. Yes. We we talked about this last week. It, it it's, it's a. It's a good $10 game. Yes, like it except. is. I'm not disappointed. I, I, would, I wish what? I,
1: they I would have. And applaud them for charging a price for it. Premium price for a premium game, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
3: Well, and that's, the thing. that's why the investors think it's such a bad thing to do because you don't do this on mobile mm-hmm. devices. All right, so we finally released games on mobile devices, but you're pissed off how we charge
0: money for it. <laughs> you can't win. Everything well, has think- to be Pokemon Go. Everything. The benefit to that is for for mobile is that they have all these other games, like these other IPs that they could take to mobile that are that are smaller. Uh, the it. they have like, they have other IPs
3: that are better suited for what those people want this game to be. Like, like a, WarioWare. Or WarioWare Animal Crossing is a game I can see them microtransactioning the hell out of. Oh, please. Oh well, yep. yeah. And if they don't I mean, and, and even if the they don't is. they might not do it with um they might not do it with your phone like you know buy a dlc on your phone they'll just sell you more of those amiibo cards and then you have to scan <laughs> in the qr code to get your stuff they already do that with they, like they already do that with animal crossing it's a thing that exists already they're yeah, gonna they bring know, that to underwear. phone like they're gonna do that on your phone i don't know why they want it's a money maker yeah <laughs> and it's a way for them to tie physical media to your phone oh and now you can Now when you buy the new Animal Crossing Amiibo, they have QR codes on the bottom you can scan. (laughs) So So now Amiibo
1: works with your phone.
2: (laughs) But a lot of phones already have have (laughs) NFC readers anyways, so why wouldn't they make it compatible anyways? Because iPhones Mm -hmm. don't. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I thought iPhones do. That's no, our uh, Androids no, got to no, count they, for something, have right? NFC. Like I said, I'm an yeah. Android
3: guy. That's why <laughs> so it, so I'm like, That's why you can use you Apple Pay. Is because it's yeah, Apple, it's Apple Pay NFC. is because it's got the <laughs> NFC chip in yeah, it. Yeah, and I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. <clears throat> Whether or not
0: they've unlocked that chip for other people to use, I have no idea. <laughs> but so, kind of moving to a more positive note in general. <laughs> so this year, there's been a lot of negativity and and. Uh, especially around things like uh, the election, and um, that's, that's probably the most negative event that's happened this year. Um, and a lot of people, there's been a lot of hate, there's been a lot of, of bad things that happened, but I want to focus on the good. Um, so I kind of want to go around and talk about um, things that happened to us or things that happened this year uh, that made 2016 great for us. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's nothing, nothing bad, just like the good, the bad, and the best. Or the good, the better, the best about 2016. Um, sure.
3: So, like,
2: what you did you first, like? Alfred. What? Why don't I you, go
0: first? You go first. Let's
3: hear it. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm just like, how can I think of positive things? Like, Carrie Fisher just died.
1: Um, I know. That's why you got to be positive. Like, yeah. Be
3: positive. That one That one singer just died. Like, I...
1: <sighs> it, it was tough. I had literally just seen Rogue One and came out of the theater and read that uh, what had happened to Carrie Fisher, and it was just really jarring yeah. to... I know. Uh, spoiler alert to, to anyone that had just seen that face to to see that. So that was really mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. So that's what right. I want to focus all right, on.
3: All right, Alfred, you start because
0: all I can think is negative right now. So I've I've got a few positives. Um, I got engaged this year. Woo! So that's, hey, that's congratulations! Uh, back in June. Um, <clears throat> there's you know, there's been. I mean, I got relatively good grades in my grad courses this year Woo! i got all these in my grad courses this year um so like just small stuff like that in terms of school um i don't know it's just it's just been a good year i've been actually a lot healthier than i've been in past years we Lost started way... the zelda
3: informer podcast
0: oh yeah that's right hey. we started <laughs> yeah. The zelda informer podcast. it's been actually it's been has it has it been a full this, year in this next month in january it'll be a full year at zelda informer for me um, oh yeah yep awesome yeah and then uh, we, we got Breath of the Wild info, which was really good. Um, Switch was announced. Um, I don't know if any, this is going to apply to any of you guys, but <laughs> one of my favorite bands of all time, the Proto Men, finally released their uh, short film for Light Up the Night, which we've been waiting on for like four years now. Nice. Um, and so that was, that was really good. I was really glad about that. Um, in terms of, I don't know, other things that were really good uh two animes came out that i really enjoyed this year um probably my top two of all time now um so well, that was nice I- i'm hoping for some some second seasons to those um a isn't gonna get a second season of this probably my favorite anime has come out this year um then re-zero <clears throat> um other than that it's just like you know it's there's, there's ups and downs every year for me, but it's been a pretty good year in terms of how things are going in my sphere. I'm currently unemployed. That's kind of a negative, but I'm still looking for a job. So that's a positive, I guess. I
2: don't know. Hire me, someone.
0: <laughs> All right, who's next?
2: All right, well, I'll go, I guess. Since I'm I'm alphabetically next on our voice chat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this year, well... Uh, I started at Zelda Informer as well, uh, so that's a that was a big deal for me because I've been doing uh, things online like YouTube since like two thousand seven. Nothing has ever taken off, and working with Zelda Informer doing YouTube videos has been like the most positive reception, the most uh, like amazing, amazing thing for me to do, um, especially because it's talking about my favorite games. <laughs> so so that's great. Um, and then also Nate asked me to help with Nintendo Prime as well, so uh, we just released our first video there. Uh, I changed work at my day job, um, so I work way better, more hours, and better hours, and, and, you know, got some raises and stuff, so that's, (laughs) raises are good. Uh, yeah, I... I got my first 3DS ever, because <laughs> I'm like five years <laughs> really? behind. Really? This year? Yeah, actually what I got was the, uh, you'll see it on the video, is the, the Black Friday one. So,
1: mm-hmm. the, the Galaxy one or whatever? Not the
2: Galaxy one, the Mario, I got the Mario uh, black one. There was a black and a white one, so I'm really happy with that. And I got my NES Classic at launch, because my wife decided that she was going to get up at 6 in the morning and go get it for me. Uh, <laughs> You're a lucky man. Yeah, she she's a keeper. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope so for. at this point yeah um family stuff has been good uh, my son's going to school and our preschool and, and so there's a lot of time for me to go to work and then like come home and edit and work on videos and then have family time as well. so it's like in general I'd say my entire quality of life has has improved this year mm-hmm. so it's, it's been a good experience overall for me.
1: Awesome. So who's next on the line then? Uh, okay, I'll I'll go next. Okay. Um. So yeah, one of the coolest things uh, I did this year was take a trip to Costa Rica with my girlfriend for a couple of weeks. Uh, so that was cool. I've never really been anywhere before. Uh, like like any ex- anywhere exotic before. So we uh we traveled around the country, stayed in a few different hostels, met a bunch of different people, uh, saw a bunch of different animals. That was really cool. So that was, uh, that was a game changer for me. So now I've kind of got the travel bug. So uh, that was just a, a really awesome experience. Uh, what else? We got Stranger Things. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Love that. Most of my other movies I was looking forward to this year disappointed me, but Stranger Things blew me away. <laughs>
0: Still have to watch that show.
1: Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, I, I changed jobs. Uh, so that was, that was cool. Uh, everyone in my family is, is healthy um so i moved into a new apartment got a pretty killer view of the city so that was nice got a bunch of new new stuff finally uh finally adulted my apartment a little <laughs> bit and threw out some of my old posters so uh so that's cool and uh uh sounds probably kind of kind of cheesy but like Zelda form has been really cool i started like less than a month ago so uh it was something that i always thought about doing now i just have little bit more time to do it so i i was into podcasting i had a show a couple years ago and uh and we stopped that so just getting getting back into it into writing blogs and uh, and coming on shows has been really uh really cool all right Nate,
0: you're up
1: still on the negatives over here um
3: no so let me see um well i went to e3 this year Yeah, that's right. I'm still jealous about that.
2: Yeah, you got Um, to play Breath of the Wild six times. You don't get to talk about being negative. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like so long ago now. Um, Yes, I probably get
3: to play Breath of the Wild more than anyone but Nintendo Treehouse employees there. Um, Because that's the only reason I was there. Nintendo Prime didn't exist. Um, I had literally no other reason to drop three grand and go to LA um, besides Zelda. So... Um, you're darn right. I was going to try to make that three grand worth it. Um, whether six playthroughs of a demo makes it worth it. I have no idea, <laughs> but oh, so hilarious. like there's a positive, but there was a huge negative to it. So especially when I have, have, have three children. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be going to e three anytime soon again. <laughs> um, it's really hard to justify the kind of budget, but it was fun. It was awesome. Um, I don't really... I, I guess I don't regret it. Um, how could you regret playing Breath of the Wild, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was really cool. And uh, it, it's really cool that the 1E3 I go to is the one that's dedicated to Zelda, um, which has been like my life for 18 years covering it online. Um, so it was, it was really cool that that's the 1E3 that I, I, I did go to. Uh, beyond that... Uh, well, I launched Nintendo Prime, um, which it's had a lot of ups and downs. It's kind of in a down period right now because of the holidays. Um, we, we were doing really, really well up until like a week before Christmas. Uh, and then I just kind of said, you know what? I'm not even going to try to struggle to get content out. I'm just going to stop. And unfortunately, that stop also meant Zelda Informer stopped. <laughs> which is really really weird since i had already had like a month off from Zelda Informer, but i i think it's not just that i stopped darren also stopped <laughs> for the holidays uh so yeah when the, when, when the top two guys at Zelda Informer both stopped doing work for a couple of weeks uh things tend not to get done <laughs> um but that's okay i'm back now obviously i'm here doing the podcast uh, i got an editorial and another post out earlier today and updating the i've actually been updating the news queue the entire time we've been recording <laughs> uh, so like i'm trying to get caught up and, I, and i'm like well no wonder there hasn't been anything written the queue's been empty for like a week um but no so yeah launch tender prime that's been really really exciting really stressful it's a lot more work um than i thought it was going to be but it's also not as hard i don't know it's, it's weird more work than i thought it was going to be but the work's not as hard as i thought it was going to be
1: you have practice, um,
3: yeah. You know, and, and I think one of the most exciting things I launched out of that is the Nintendo Prime podcast, which is finally the kind of podcast I've always wanted to be part of, but didn't know how, because I don't know a lot of people in my area that like the same games I do. Um, but Because that's like an in-person podcast. Like, I have a whole studio set up like over in another room in my house for it. Um, so it's really cool. That's That's been fun. Uh, beyond that, obviously... Um, Still with my girlfriend. That's exciting. There's moments this year I, I didn't think we'd still be together right now. But uh, we are. So that's always good. Um, let me see there. Uh, my children are another year older. <laughs> which means my daughter just started her first day of school. Or her first year of school this year. Um, always stressful as for any parent. Like At first you're like, oh, I'm relieved. They're gone all day, but... <laughs> you don't realize how much you miss them until they're not here. Uh, That's
1: true. I miss my cat when I go to work. Like.
3: <laughs> Your cat is not the same, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Well, in
3: the day of this recording, uh, my oldest son started his first day of daycare, which has given me a lot of free time, which is actually why I chose this day to come back work at the site because I knew I was going to have more time. Um but it also was really, really hard because I've every day of that kid's life, I have had him here like all day with me. Um, whereas with my daughter, I'm like a stepdad, so the first nine months of of her life, I didn't even know who she was. Um, whereas with this kid, I wasn't working the first nine months of his life, so I was the full time parent. Um, so like I have, you know, I kind of have that connection with this kid that I might not ever get with my daughter, of uh, where. Um, he has basically been my life for three years. Um, so having him not be here for a whole day was, uh, very difficult for me today, but he had a really, really good day at daycare. So like, that's awesome. Um, so I guess I'm I'm, sad, but happy again, all my moments are (laughs) sad, but happy. I think, um, I'll get used to it eventually. Like I'm going to really appreciate not having him here when I'm working (laughs) at Zelda former. Let me tell you. (laughs) How little work I get done when he is here is baffling. Like, how can you get so little done? I'm like, yeah, you have a three year old. Tell me, tell me. How I, I know get exactly done. the feeling. <laughs> um, and I have, I have and I have a one year old on top of that, plus the six year old daughter. So it, anyways, um, really? it's a it's a lot in this house. Uh, but yeah, no, um, it it's been a very interesting year. Uh, lots lots of ups, lots of downs. Um, I don't want to say 2016 is a year I want to forget. Uh, but it's definitely going to be a year that I hope I have enough adult fun on the thirty first to not remember much of. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we are like I have uh, my sister is going to be watching the kids all like all day Saturday and most of Sunday, so um, I might not be conscious. But <laughs> that's okay. It's going to be fun. Um,
1: if the site crashes, we'll
3: know
0: why. <laughs> all the same. They tried. Nate tried to publish another gender no, article.
3: A, and... No. <laughs> it, I, thing is, I don't publish those things. It's not me.
1: That was, that was me. I'm I've, sorry. like,
3: never written on that topic my entire no, time at Zelda. I'm from, just imagining, but,
0: like, a drunken Nate typing away at the keyboard. You know like, how many fans? Zelda should be a girl. <laughs> yeah. and you, know, you know what's going to suck about that yeah. night? I'm going out to
3: drink, and at midnight, supposedly right now this is the plan, at midnight, Massey's is flipping a switch. To turn our site for over from Expression Engine to WordPress, and I'm not gonna be here if shit hits the fan, so this is gonna be awesome. Oh boy, um, I'm trying to tell him like wait till later in the day when I'm around, but uh, we'll see. He's really adamant on like hitting it at midnight. I'm like, I'd be more adamant that everything works. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if it, the thing is like like if, if fans aren't gonna notice it on the front end, then there's no need to rush it. Like. You know, let's, let's, let's do it right. But he has a bit of my attitude at times where I'm like, I got this good idea, so I just want to do it um, regardless of what the consequences are. Like, that's what I think. I don't know. That, that's why I don't think I'm going to be
0: conscious on Sunday
3: because <laughs> I'm going to make some bad decisions, and I'm going to be okay with that.
0: Like I said, I'm just expecting a, a link should be a female article. <laughs> <I> no, <know. laughs> well, see,
3: the thing is, if I if this was like seven years ago and I didn't have kids or a girlfriend, that's what happened. I would go out and get drunk, come home at 3 a.m., and I would write, like, three editorials and just post them. No <laughs> proofreading, no idea what I'm writing about. Wake up
0: the next day and be like, what the hell did I just put on Zone Informer? <laughs> no. Well, can't, if that's what, can't delete wonder, it now. wonder if that's <laughs> what Darren was like when he wrote his article. <laughs>
2: oh, my gosh.
3: Yeah, it, it's, you know, I for all the bad that's happened in, in 2016, you know, there's there's just a lot of... I guess a lot of clarifications, I want to say, in my life. Um, clarifying, like, even my, my position at Zelda Informer. You know, I, a lot of our fans might not know, but Zelda Informer was sold at the very beginning of, this, of 2016. Yeah, that's right. Um, to a new owner, which put my future in uncertain territory. Uh, and thankfully, I've been fortunate enough to be editor-in-chief all throughout 2016. And I'm going to be editor-in-chief for at least four more months. Um, that's how long my contract goes for. And it's it, it's a really stressful time right here at the end of 2016 that I'm, I'm not going to get into why it's stressful because it's behind the scenes stuff. But um, let's just say there might be a lot changing at in Zelda Informer 2017. Uh, and I don't just mean like with me and what I do. Um, but 2016 really clarified just a lot of like what that relationship with the new owner is going to be like uh, for Zelda Informer in the future. Um, you know, a lot of clarifications in my personal life, like what my relationship really is with my girlfriend, uh, versus what maybe I thought it was. Uh, a lot of clarifications with my children on what terrible threes are like. Um, what E three is actually like. You know, what what Breath of the Wild is going to be. What what the Switch is going to be. Um. Just it's been like the year of clarifications, filled with the year of. A lot of people I really really liked in the entertainment industry dying, um, so yet
0: somehow Stanley is still alive. Still oh, ninety
2: four. There you go. That man Dude, that
1: guy's 94. gonna live.
3: Yeah, he, he's he's gonna live until we we figure out how to cryogenically freeze him.
1: <laughs> he he's gonna be in the Avenger Seven for sure, making a cameo. So oh, he's
3: in like everything. Like like, it. I'm I'm living to see the day. I mean I, like I that Spider-Man's going to be in a video with Iron Man. Like, an actual Spider-Man movie, but it has Iron Man in it. So the, That's didn't
1: awesome. You, didn't you see the trailer for the new Spider-Man? Yeah, I did. Yeah.
3: yeah, That's why I said, like, I never thought I'd see the day that a Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. would actually have Iron Man in it, and now it's happening and I'm
0: excited. It's just not Tobey Maguire. I know you're a little disappointed with that one.
1: But... Uh, you know what, Tobey yeah, was fun in yeah. Spider-Man 1 and 2. No,
0: uh, Spider-Man 3 was just, it wasn't his fault. It was
3: just a bad movie.
1: <laughs> That that wasn't just a bad movie. That was the worst movie I've like, ever seen. I get
3: I was so I was so excited for that movie because it had like one of my favorite plot lines,
2: and yeah, they just I screwed it. it up. I'm oh. like, how do you yeah. screw this up? Well, the problem is the I'll never forget kept, him doing uh, his emo dance. Oh my God. The studio was really pressuring uh, the director. Uh, what's his name? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah they were yeah, like yeah. really pressuring him to to just put more and more and more into the movie um, until it became this big inflated mess. Uh, Yeah, kinda like Amazing Spider Man. Like more villains. It needs more villains.
3: (laughs) Well, and (laughs) what upset me is right, like so they reboot they reboot Spider Man with the amazing Spider Man,
0: and I end up really liking that, and then they just get rid of it. Well they do the they did the same exact thing that they did with Spider Man three. They were like, you know mm -hmm. what? Amazing Spider Man two needs three villains.
1: (laughs) It needs three villains. I I thought Amazing Spider Man one was okay, but yeah. Yeah, Like he looked like an original. Yeah, like I'm not
3: saying two was bad, but I thought they had the right Spider Man person. Yeah, and to to mm. like because it was a a different it was different enough from what Toby did, um where they could have redeemed themselves with a third movie, and yeah, it I'm just it, Marvel's yeah, I thought movies. it was
1: interesting the whole uh, the whole like kind of murder mystery I guess about his parents so I thought that was well, kind was, of cool it was, a it was take, literally right? taking like get shot again literally taking
0: the you guys ever watched the nineties Spider Man show oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's what that plot line was that his oh, yeah. parents were like Russian that's spies that's why I liked like it. That. Yeah, I, I love that take, but I was like, "and we're never gonna get to see that." I know, in and now they,
3: but, and, and, and I mean, I like the take they're doing now, where it's like a high school kid or whatever. Yeah, that's like, more like,
0: like spectacular Spider Man. Yeah, like like I'm yeah. okay with it,
3: and it's hard not to be because I love what they've been doing with the that whole universe in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard for me not to like. I was, I was almost like, "Oh, Tony Stark is in it, so I'm gonna like it." It's just the way it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know but, if I'm still sold on the Vulture as a villain. Oh. I, like he looks good enough in the movie, but he was always so lame in the in the cartoon to me. He's just I've, he's got that stigma to me of just being like that lame old man.
0: Yeah, like, but it is Michael Keaton though. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's he's true. Batman. He's Batman. And Birdman.
3: Yeah, I just look at it as I trust. Like <laughs> I I have not yet watched like a movie in that universe that has been terrible. Iron Man three. Like, even, I, even Iron, Iron Man, Man 3, 3 isn't terrible. It's just not even close to as good as what the, the previous movies were. <laughs> but but on know, its I'm, own, it's still an okay movie.
1: Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Civil War was actually one of my biggest disappointments of this year. Really? I was expecting, like... I, I don't know. I was expecting greatness because the trailer was so good. And it just fell apart after the honest, scene. To be
3: honest, I just saw Rogue One last night. I, I'm i'm not disappointed i i just
0: it almost he didn't seemed like, like it as much as no i thought it would
3: no i didn't know i didn't know what to think about it right because it's a tweener movie right it's supposed to explain mm-hmm. how they got the death star plans like that that's great like because that was never explained in a new hope and it's it's good to finally have clarification on how that how that happened but it just it almost felt like a forgettable movie
0: Thank you. Oh my gosh, nobody. It's not uh, a bad I think the problem movie, for me. Was it's not like, bad. It's just it
3: yeah, didn't need to like exist good. per se. Like if the movie never happened, I it wouldn't really mattered.
1: Yeah. Me. What was the what was her name? The main girl's name? Jin Erso. See, the problem for me is I didn't like Jin. Well, and, like, and the thing, thing you really know like about this itself. movie
3: is that any new major characters they introduce have to die. Because they're not well, they don't there. Have to. Well, they have to but, have a, a way to explain them out of the future story. Yeah, yeah.
1: and and and, and, you, and I was fine with that. It's just that she was just she's very unlikable. Like she was kind of in it for herself well, until and, all of a sudden she the wasn't. The problem was like, you is you know? the
0: character motivations for that flipped so quickly that you didn't yeah, see the yeah. character evolution yeah. fully come to fruition. Well, so and I, I think
1: like, that's because
3: I knew the characters were all going to die.
0: Yeah, it. But it, like it was going it, from the third act
1: on, it just like hit a roadblock and then sped right past it. And so then. I, I never believed that she would just all of a sudden, like, take charge of that meeting and, and everyone yeah. was rallying around her. That just seemed kind of weird to me. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm not, like, the hugest Star Wars yeah. fan. I like them all. But, um, yeah. yeah, I didn't really like her. Yeah. And I didn't and, really and like I think, uh, the extremist. And, guy I, can and ask. I think,
3: like, of all the movies, that was the most disappointing because um, I don't want to say I went in with high expectations because I, I really didn't. I was just kind of wondering what kind of movie is this going to be? Because it's, yeah. it's a tweener movie where we already know what happens in the future. So they're trying to explain something we don't know about with characters that aren't going to be around. Um, You know, and and they can't really do things like have Princess Leia heavily involved because the actress is too old Mm and any appearance by her is going to be brief, just like it was going to be brief with Vader. Um, And Vader is a character they could have had around more because it's a guy in a costume. I didn't Um, like
1: uh, Vader's first appearance was lame when he was talking to What's-His-Face. The uh, the second one where he was kicking ass. Let's be
0: honest. Wasn't it weird that Vader's hips swayed
1: when he (laughs) walked?
3: Yeah, I saw that. Um, I was like,
0: okay.
3: Yeah,
1: but...
2: Vader's milkshake. It's
3: it's one of those things that maybe my disappointment is because I liked uh, Episode 7 a lot. Like, I thought it was probably the best they possibly could do (laughs) Mm -hmm. with how far after episode episode six that they had to make this video Mm -hmm. um that you know yeah they used a lot of old tropes in the series but that's fine you can use tropes of the own series you're part of how many how many video games do that like you can do that you know having han solo die like you can do that that's okay spoiler alert uh, whatever it's over uh, a year I, i'm after. gonna go so far as to say
1: like i'm not a super star wars fan but I, episode seven was my yeah, favorite of like, all like like it's wars.
3: really good so i think it's just because i came off that high of this is really good and now we have rogue one which is reviewing okay i go watch it and i'm like oh you know this is seven just set the bar and this movie's not even close <clears> um <throat> and yeah there's there's moments in it i like you know, I loved a lot of the battle scenes. Like it reminded me of old school Empire Strike Back kind of thing. Like it was really sweet, but it's like okay, but that's it. Um, just a lot of a lot of confusion for me. I don't know. I mean, the overall plot line for the the Death Star and the plans. Like I liked it. I I just I don't know. It, it's just something that I, it,
1: it was it was
3: good it
1: could have been great yeah it, it felt in, like in it could have been, been better
3: but I I keep thinking I don't know how they could have done it better like you know, I can't come that, up with that an was my big
1: problem with civil war like it was it was good it was even quite good uh, it was just it could have been great and it wasn't and it uh, uh, it really fell apart at the end when they like they stopped fighting but then they made up and then they started fighting again and like Iron Man was mad at him because Winter Soldier killed his parents, even though everybody knows he was brainwashed. Yeah. And I was like, what? It, what? Like, What's going on like here? Thank for reminding me that I still
0: have to read Civil War 2. Oh, yeah, Civil War 2. Okay.
1: Um, I thought you were going to say thanks no. for reminding me. I haven't seen it no, yet.
0: I, <laughs> I got the, the very last issue of Civil War 2 today, and I still haven't read it, so I'll probably get right nice. this. Well, this. Yeah. Did you guys, did you so, guys see uh, Assassin's Creed? Not no. yet.
1: No. Really? No, not yeah. I was I was cautiously optimistic about that, and I saw that IGN was kind of dumping all over it, which which was well, that's a surprise.
0: Well, but I... It's, it, I feel like it's another case of, like, the Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, because a lot of people I've talked to love it, but a lot of critics don't. I loved the movie. I'm, I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. I've, I've played, like, the first five minutes of three, because I got it for free with the Ubisoft 30 thing. But right. I, I have no idea... Other than what I've watched, friends play for Assassin's Creed, so. Uh,
1: well, the, well, the movie is its own yeah, thing. I've played is. Assassin's Creed up till three, so yeah, it was his, it was its own beast. And I
0: I thought it was really good. I thought it was a, a really good movie. There were there were like one or two choices I didn't understand with editing, but other than that, I thought it was really good. I don't understand some of the hate behind it.
1: But I was um, just wondering if you I, guys. I, I'm gonna go see it. I think it. it like it looks I really think, cool. If nothing else.
3: To me, it's. Uh, See, I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. I played all of the games except the most recent one. Um, uh, Syndicate, Syndicate, Syndicate or, or whatever. And yeah. I heard that Syndicate's actually once they patch everything, it's not that bad. But I, you know, I, I kind of sort of lose an interest because I'm one of the few people that really liked the outside story that connected the whole universe together. Uh, the Desmond, the Desmond Miles, the, the
1: Animus. Um, I I thought that was pretty cool. I remember uh, I remember like walking above the the UFC fight or whatever it was in Brazil in Assassin's Creed Three or something like that. Yeah, I like that like, like they like
3: did a, like I really liked what they did all the way through three, and then they kind of ended that story arc, um, in a way that I, I think was really poor. And then they tried to introduce you know a new story arc into into why this all this stuff is happening, and I just haven't connected with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I'm hoping that, that this time. This time this break they're taking with the series um, and whenever they bring it back that they recognize the importance of having a, a, a better interconnected world like that um,
1: because I, I just think that that's what happens when you have annualized sequels, yeah, right yeah. like like there's your best idea boom and, and boom and boom and right again until you have nothing left well, and, for, it's hard hard it, and it's hard solid. to keep it
3: it's inter, hard to keep it interwoven when you have so many different studios working on an interconnected story mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what ended up killing it killing the story for me um not so much the yeah, assassin i played about an hour like, of
1: black flag and that was too yeah, jarring like, for and, me. And
3: i was like i liked black flag um the like the actual parts when you're being a pirate like i'm like this is really cool like i like it it's good but everything else feels so disconnected um mm-hmm. and, I, i'd
0: recommend seeing this because it, yeah it deals heavily with outside of the past like, yes yes a lot of it focuses on the animus and, and yes um, and they're... and
3: I, this movie, to me, I think it's going to be like the Tomb Raider movies, where they're, they're not really reviewed that well, but people that watch it like it. Mm-hmm. And that's why there was like three. I, I
1: was actually thinking of the best video game movies, and Tomb Raider is what... Well, basically, mind, Tomb Raider and... Besides Super Mario Bros. Yeah,
3: I, dude, I love Super Mario Bros. <laughs> movie, man. I wish there was a second one. Um, but you know, it, it would all just be a dream, though. So, no, yeah. so they did, yes. uh, no, well, like, when I think of the best, like, the most successful ones outside of animated series, which I'm just like, I'm going to throw those as a side thing, um, is they got, Tomb Raider had, like, a three or four movie run, Resident Evil had had a good run. Well, it's still going.
1: Yeah, Unfortunately. I saw the trailer for the last one. Yeah, but you?
3: isn't, like, the next one, like, that's it? Final chapter. Yeah, uh, I thought the next one's, like, yeah. the last one they're doing. It At is. least for this, yeah. this story arc, maybe they'll do it. That,
1: that movie is going to bomb too. Nobody wants to see Resident Evil anymore. Yeah. Uh,
3: it, it's, this movie to me is kind of like those movies and that I think it's going to be good but I think I'm just going to wait to rent it versus go to the theater. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I, I think movie theaters have become kind of weird for me in that there's two reasons I go to movies. Uh, one, I'm really hyped and I'm not super hyped for this one. Um, I went to Star Wars because I'm a Star Wars fan. Uh, and I also knew the theater was going to be packed. So like any like good moments, there's going to be a big crowd reaction. Um, and that, I like that. Like as an experience, I'm not going to get at my house. So like, it's kind of like when you're watching E3 and like, I'm there in person and something happens, everyone reacts like, that's awesome. Um, and that's something that you're not going to get when you rent a movie. And then there's the movies that I go to. Cause I just need to get away. Right. I need, I need to get away from life. I need a break um that's usually when i go to like a comedy like i went to office christmas party like two weeks ago um hilarious movie normally a movie i would rent but i just needed to watch something funny and get away from life yeah um and assassin's creed doesn't really hit any of those notches it hits kind of that movie that i want to watch it but it's something i'm just going to throw on in the background as i'm doing work at Zelda Informer. Um,
0: yeah and teach their own in terms of films yeah you know. i don't know.
3: Yeah, I and that's like it's all about what you like. Like I think I'm going to end up loving this Assassin's Creed movie. Everything I've read about it feels like this is what I want Assassin's Creed to be. But it's like like you know, Alpha just said, you know, a lot of out of animus, like dealing with the animus and all that like that sounds exciting to me. Still not hyped enough to go see it because I think I've just been soured on so many of these kind of movies in the past. I just like the last movie I got hyped for was The Prince of Persia. That was video game related and yeah, that I that was not that. good.
1: Uh, let me give a quick shout out to Arrival. If anyone hasn't seen that, I bet oh, you'd like to Oh, that's such Cheekers. a great, awesome, awesome movie. Of course, what's yeah, going to happen
3: is I'm I'm going to end up watching this Assassin's Creed movie. I'm going to love it. They're going to make a second one. I'm going to be hyped. I'm going to go to it, and it's going to suck.
0: <laughs> well, this has been a good year for movies, and next year looks even better with uh, uh, all the Marvel films coming out. And my Logan favorite movie this year
3: is Pop Star, and everyone's going to hate me for saying
0: that, but still haven't seen it. I loved Arrival. Oh, I heard it it was remember. really good. Pop Star. Arrival. Is so funny. Arrival was the poor man's Interstellar that was better than Interstellar. Is it, in It's opinion. it's better than that's fair. Yeah, I'd say it's better than Interstellar. I might have to go check I, that out. So
1: much. I would put it on par with Interstellar. it was really, it was really clever and really unique. It was kind of had the same idea. It was, it was idea. more about how humans interact with humans rather than yeah. aliens, yeah. which is weird for an alien movie.
0: Um, but yeah, so kind of probably have to wrap it up. Sure. Um, yep. But. All right. Like we said, there's there's lots of good movies out. I don't know how we got on that topic, but we did. Um, that always <laughs> happens on this show, though. We always trail off and something That's else. True.
3: Yay, 2016! We'll see you next year.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, not 20. We won't see 2016 next year. We'll see nah. you guys next year. We'll never see 2016 again. Yeah. But there's lots to look forward to in 2017. Then our first podcast of the year will be on a Friday next week because we're switching schedules up um to record on a wednesday and post on a friday so if you were like whoa there's no podcast today it's because it's on a friday now <laughs> uh so that gives us a little bit more time to recap uh some of the weeks and uh what happened over the weekend and then just get into it that way so we hope you guys enjoyed this uh podcast we had four people on which we haven't had in a while um thank you guys for joining us although and, thanks for having us yeah. thank you look here so I'm
3: debating. Uh, uh, so as we just said, you know we're going to do it on Friday. I mm-hmm. just kept thinking, you know the tend to switch events on the 12th. Yeah. I almost wonder if we should delay that one. Delay what one? Like cuz cuz we'd record on a Wednesday and release on a Friday. <clears throat> oh yeah, I I'd, I'd be well, we
0: could always do a reaction video.
3: Yeah, well yeah, I know. But, I mean, there's going to be a ZI reacts and all that stuff, but like I'm just wondering, like, cause what are we gonna talk about that day? But the event, and it's gonna already that's happen true. by the time people listen to it. Well,
0: mm-hmm. we'll probably we could record Thursday, and I could put it up. Yeah, Friday like, still. yeah,
3: that's what I was trying to think. Like, yeah, if we could somehow make that work, where we Don't already know that. what happened
0: at the event, at least. Yeah, that'd be fine.
3: All right, whatever, we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll cross we the all, we, al- we it. always do. We cross the river; it'll come out the following Monday.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. So, catch thank you, guys you guys later for joining us. Have a happy new year and see you next time. Later. Peace.